Okay, so you so, start, Anthony. Are you gagging? Oh my goodness. I'm still gagging. I've been gagging all weekend. Because this was this was my pick. It's yeah. gagged. We'll get into it. Yeah, let's introduce our yeah, guest. We got a special we have, guest today. Yeah, we have him this season, girl. We're getting <gasps> official. We have guests lined up. We were able to book her because mm-hmm. she was not on season 10, which I'm a little disappointed about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Austin. Uh, Austin voted 2016 and 17. Yeah. Best uh, drag performer here in Austin. Uh, the one and only. Louisiana Hi. I'm here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, Miss Things from Fresh from a gig last night. Yes. How did it go? As fresh as humanly possible. <laughs> um, it was great. It was um, a show called Violent Femme, and it was hosted by two really great uh, local girls named Ruby Knight and Hentai. And uh, it was a cast of a lot of um, established and then like newer kind of girls. And uh, it was really cute. The crowd was super into it. And it was at Swan Dive, where I've never performed before. So that's always exciting, performing in a new venue, and it's a beautiful space. And it went really well. They should be really proud of the show they put on. Yeah, there was a. I was there yesterday, so there was a like nice little like young, diverse crowd there. Yeah, and I really enjoy. You know, being a more established queen, I always love being put on a bill with younger performers. And, you know, I just like to, you know, I like to see the new girls, see what they're all about, mm-hmm. see what they're up to, see how nice or not nice they are, and that will <laughs> determine if I book them. <laughs> whenever I was there, because um, I go to OTH a lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, whenever I walked in, I didn't know what to expect. And so when I got there, I was like, oh, this is young, fresh, and like, like it was exactly what the title said, Femme Fatale. It was like edgy, but pop, like a pop edge to it. Yeah, it was yeah. really cute and fun. The music they played, I've never heard anyone like lip sync to before. That Yeah, I noticed a lot of people had their phones out like shazamming songs. Yeah. So that's oh, always that's cute. Awesome. Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's when you know that the crowd is invested. Another good sign was um, the back patio where people would go out, you know, to have a smoke or whatever was empty. During the show, oh so if the patio well, was, it, was is... a door locked, was it, could they? Could no, because I actually <laughs> I actually went out for a cigarette Shame. after my number, so boop. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was the crowd was like, I mean, that's all you can ask for at any show if the crowd is, you know, just giving you their attention. I mean, that's all you can ask for, and then you know, it's your job to keep their attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ready to get into this? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Are we jumping right into the dr? Always. Yes. Okay. We jump on it, girl. Oh, yeah, we jump yeah, yeah. on it. Ready. Well, there's no structure to this. We just. Go with it. Loose lips. Yes. Ready. Yes. Oh my Loose God. Loose lips. Holy fucking shit. That was my reaction. I immediately texted you, oh my God, fuck, oh my God, fuck, what, like 20 times in a row before you even said anything. <laughs> you did. I was like, wait, is he driving? What the fuck? Was this uh, autocorrect? <laughs> I also like messaged you right after I said, Anthony, do not watch social. Stay away from it because this episode was probably the best one out of the season, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this was definitely the best season. I mean, and all I have to say is hashtag Vindela Christ, mm-hmm. right? Aww. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I loved her on her season. I love her aesthetic. She's so put together and I think she has such a good imagination. And all, she really comes, I've never, I've worked with a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race girls. I've not had the opportunity to work with Vindela Creme. But she just seems to be a very kind person. And obviously that was reflected in the episode. She, mm-hmm. you know, martyred herself to save her sisters. And I mean, girl, drag queens. Like, that's who we're, ta- we're talking about, drag queens. You know, I mean, but definitely, you know, uh, also like Jinx. And, and I'm not sure if it's just 
the type of scene that they have in the Pacific Northwest. You know, I, I know it's, uh, I've performed a lot in Portland and it's it's very similar to Austin where it's a close-knit community where the girls actually hang out outside of drag and, you know, they form bonds and like sisterhoods with everyone. And I don't know, it, it definitely just seemed that Ben is into it more than just being just a drag queen. She sees the art in it. She sees the community in it. And so for her to do that, I was like, gag. Mm -hmm. And then RuPaul's face, and then our faces cracked. Do you think that he knew that that was going to happen? Because I was wondering that the whole entire time that that started to like unfold. Uh, you know what? It, it's so hard to say. I, I'm I'm guessing by RuPaul's you know facial expression, she was not expecting that to happen. I mean, it is reality TV. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> I you know I don't know. I mean, great for ratings. You know, I mean. I would hope that the producer would be smart enough to be like, we're not going to say anything. We're going to just get the real reaction at this moment because you know she probably got a temper on her. She was, well, I'm surprised what... nothing was flying across the fucking room. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, she <laughs> definitely looks like she could have a temper. She could throw, she could throw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe there's some really great stuff on the editing room floor, like her like turning to the camera and going like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I what the fuck is that. this shit? You know, maybe... Maybe they'll have a blooper reel. I don't know. I want I would, that. I want to see like the t like everyone's explanation of what happened on that day because you know we got that with Valentina that there was mm -hmm. so much more that happened uh, from what they just showed. There was like oh, a minute, but it was like a lot longer of a rant. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm wondering like so when she with the whiteout like does she ask a producer for it? Does she know, I know. It's somewhere? Like I it's... read it today. How oh, she so okay, apparently you did. Trixie Mattel did an interview, mm -hmm. and she said that the whiteout was left by Thorgy because <gasps> Thorgy painted her nails with the whiteout. Okay, and that's where Bindala got it. Okay, 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 okay. But also, you know that they're recording it. Like, are the people who recorded it then saying, "Oh, hey, producers, this is what's going on"? Like, you should probably know. Like whenever it's just me, yeah. I, I hope that well, it was just mayhem all over the place. No, it was sure BB's was. face. Like, <laughs> BB's going like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over there, girl? What'd you need that white out for? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. BB probably was like, oh, shit. And then you wonder, did BB pull her wig for a reason? Like, okay, see, that is, you know? I was going to ask that. Yeah. I have such, not issues, so to speak, you know, I'm like, BB is an established, very put together, polished queen. I mean, she's BB. Mm -hmm. And then for her to take her wig off and it have not like fallen off, it's like, Mama, really? Mm -hmm. That that is what cast doubts in my mind. I was like, mm. BB taking her wig off? Girl, and like I just said, there was no glitter or anything. There was no flowers. <laughs> A taco didn't fall yeah. out. Like, what's going on? Like, you wait, no Sasha girl. What yeah. Are you, what are you doing right? this for? That, yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah, because I know everyone knows that's like a kill, the kiss of death where you take the wig off, Rue instantly does not like it, and you're booted. Yeah. And you saw that in her face when she was doing lifting. Her, her her mood changed instantly. Right, yeah. Rue's facial expression and Michelle's were like... Mm. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think... I mean, I didn't like either lip sync, but she was doing better than... Than Dela was, and so yeah. I was thinking, oh, it's gonna go to her up until that moment. You're like, mm, it's not gonna yeah. go to her. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. Both lip sync performances were not necessarily my favorites. Yeah. How at was the all. crowd? Because you do the Thursday viewing party yeah. at Joe's Coffee. How was the crowd reacting to this moment? The crowd was gagged as well. Mm -hmm. You just heard gas and people going, what? Um, I love doing the drag race viewing parties at Joe's because the people that come to it every week, they're 
they are drag race fans. Mm-hmm. And so they are, they're very vocal. And I like to kiki with them during the commercial breaks and get their opinions and stuff. And they are very opinionated. <laughs> um, just like the drag race fans online, drag mm-hmm. race fans in real life are very opinionated. It got loud, especially, well, I had a couple of drinks in me. So I felt just, I had no inhibitions. I was like, I was reacting to everything that was happening at the moment, not even realizing I was screaming. I was like, holy shit. But it was, everyone else was doing it, so it's like, it was okay. Yeah, I think I definitely let out an audible, no, yeah. no, girl, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. I was like, you could you could send Kennedy home, it's okay. Yeah. That was the lipstick <laughs> yeah. that she had pulled. So in my head, I was thinking, oh, Rue knows Kennedy's going to go home, so that's why she ended up picking um, Dela, because if you look, that's the lipstick that she chose to write on, was yeah. Kennedy's lipstick. So in the back of my head, it's like, oh, she's ready for her to go. Yeah. So mm. so many layers. I know. Yeah. And um I was a little surprised that she not surprised, kind of half and half surprised that she picked Morgan to come back. Because I I would have loved to have seen, for example, I would love to seen Aja mm-hmm. come back. Um I thought she, her performance this season is just leaps and bounds and above her season, uh season nine. And I just think her looks are just so good. Her makeup, everything, she is on point. She's really serving it. And then, you know, I know Dayla because she sent Morgan home, you know. And, and Morgan, you know, is a, is a good performer. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, oh, you couldn't have picked Aja. Come mm-hmm. on, if you're going <laughs> to yeah. leave Bendela, then send back a girl I want to see. Send yeah. back Aja. So I'm thinking that that's the one you like the most out of the rapping, right? Because- yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean... Aja's rap was like on point and then doing that that death drop she did not a regular death drop she did that pause in it then drop that girl those baby oh yeah the edges (laughs) were sealed locked sealed delivered everything was right about her Um, she also has produced one of my two favorite looks so far this season Aja did and it was the like it looked inflatable but definitely looked like latex like the anime look Holy shit, with the three wig reveals, and then that last wig reveal where it was like that lavender and the sides of her head were shaped. (gasps) Conti, that was so good. My other favorite was Bendela's iris dress, that beautiful flower dress that she had on. Oh, where she was the actual flower. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was gorgeous. That was my other favorite. Yeah, I think that's who I would have loved to have seen come back as well, Aja, just because that bitch really pulled it out. We started the season thinking... She might be too fresh from the last season. I don't know if she's going to make it that far because that last season was a little rough on her. Yeah. But no, she killed it. And yeah. so I think Morgan really got to her. So we start this episode off with, you know, the queens finding out that the other queens are returning. And immediately what I wanted is all the queens to confront each other. Were you, were you satisfied with this, uh, like, reveal that, you know, we'd been looking forward to the whole time, like, this past, like, five? Were you satisfied with what the actual twist was? I like that it wasn't two people lip-syncing for their life to return, a la Tatiana and... Uh, uh, yeah. What, Andrews, I mean, not Andrews. Um, God. The... Them. Fabulous. I yeah. can't believe it. Alyssa, Alyssa Edwards. Edwards, yeah. Gee, that was okay. That was too much. <laughs> I was like, you got it, you got it. Because <laughs> remember, they had to compete to come back, remember? Yeah. And so, but they both, you know, did amazing. I like that it was, oh, no, we're going to keep it this way. So, Ben, you have to actually get rid of one of your own and then bring back someone else. So, yeah. I liked that gag because we already knew that queens were going to return. 
Yeah. It wasn't as fabulous as the mirror reveal, <laughs> you know, but yeah, oh, yeah. the legendary <laughs> face crack. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever we were at um, Joe's Coffee, the reaction of the crowd was so intense. Whenever all the queens like started to show their faces and mm-hmm. each one started to come, everyone was just like clapping and screaming. So it might have not seemed that like watching it by yourself in like your own like TV, mm-hmm. but like in amongst other people, it, I, I feel like it was just as intense whenever you saw everyone just like reveal their faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a little, I was expecting something like a little more, I guess, just because how each eliminated queen at the end of the episode, you know, they were, it was so ominous. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what the hell? What kind of <laughs> gag does she have? You know, then them coming out like in the white bonnets and, you know, Handmaid's Tale, a la Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale. Uh, but yeah, no, I was. Every time, you know, one of the queens would pull back their hood and reveal their face. Everyone was excited to see mm-hmm. them back. Because you know, like, some shit's going to go down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are, what's going to happen? You know what I liked about whenever they actually start getting to the moment where you, like, Anthony, where everyone's just going to start, like, talking mess mm-hmm. is that it felt like just the right amount of produce. Like, it didn't feel too heavy-handed. Just like, hey, we need you to do this. Do it however you want it. And I feel like everything just kind of unfolded the way it needed to. And then, like, everyone was in their order. And even though I feel like everyone kind of would have been fighting the talk, they're like, you're going to go first, you're going to go second, you're going to go third. Now go. Um, what was your What was your favorite um, arguments, guys, that you were, like, seeing? Who were you looking for the most? You, at the, like, in the workroom after the girls mm-hmm. got brought back. Oh, dear God. All I know was like my ass clenched when the <laughs> note got brought up again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I need an anxiety pill. Like, y'all are going to give me chronic diarrhea, girls. Like, yeah, no, that was, I knew Shangela was not going to let that go. And I think I was really nervous when Morgan and Bendela got into it because mm-hmm. Morgan seems to be like vicious. Well, she's done for that. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, don't. Don't don't hurt baby Ben. Don't don't hurt her. <laughs> and I think that's her. what happened. I think that affected the outcome of this all. I really yeah. think Morgan got into Ben's head in a way that I sort of see why Ben sent her home. Like if she would have been this way all season long, I mean she would have. I think a lot of these girls are for the most part really nice. Yeah, and she would have definitely gone to a lot of their heads the way she did Ben. I think that was a like a seventy five percent of the outcome of this episode. I think this came from this. Fight alone. Yeah, confrontation no. alone. I, I agree. Um, also, because I'd probably give it more. Yeah, than seventy-five. Yeah, mighty. Who knows? But uh, you know, Bendela stated that you know she's not a fan of like competition per se, and you know how she views you know Drag Race, kind of like a chance to show your art and things like that. And then having that additional conversation with Morgan, I'm sure it just set her like her mind on the path. Like, no, girl, like. I've won five out of six. I've got to show my artistry again for like a whole new viewing audience, really, because there's so many more kids watching Drag Race now than they were whenever Mm. Bindula had her season. But here's my thing with that is that you are six episodes in and they only have like two episodes left. Why not finish the next two? I imagine in Drag Race world, that's probably not even that, what, a week or two maybe? Or I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it'd be more than two weeks for you to just finish the next. Stay there, yeah. Yeah, like why? I, in me, it was really strange that she chose to eliminate herself because you're already there. Yeah. You've already put this effort into it and you're gonna win. Yeah. Like there's no way in my mind after this episode seeing how she was able to get over um, all that drama and still succeed and be probably, in my opinion, the top of this episode, there's no way in hell that you would have lost this game. Why finish yeah. right there at the end of the finish line? For, for me, it kind of like, 
you, you know, with, with with any reality television, and you know, it definitely you know throws in a question. You're like, how exactly much of this is scripted? How much is blah blah blah? You know. You think, it has you think to be a powder, show. It you, think has, they, you think they pay powder ten thousand dollars to like f- finish? Oh, honey, <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm sure there had to be. So, you know, these are all working queens, mm-hmm. and you know they're not gonna like just stop their gigs to do a show for free. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. But it's yeah, it just kind of like you know I, I still enjoy it, and it is what it is. It's television, and it's meant to be enjoyed for what it is. But it's just like. I think this episode more so than like anyone that I can like think of just immediately. It almost like you see like the puppet strings kind of mm-hmm. working behind it, and you're like, "I see y'all. <laughs> I see what's happening." Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I love when you can really see RuPaul's face crack. Yeah, because it rarely happens. I think there was one other time that I could think of. the The pearl confrontation comes to mind. Ooh, um, but. I mean, she literally, even Carson and the whole panel was just like, you just won every, like, this is Silver Platter. Hello, what is that? Bring it on. Silver right. Platter, won. It's all yours. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Michelle was literally <laughs> waiting for Rue's reaction. She could not turn away from it. She was just like, looking. Like, are you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, is she going to? I was waiting for her to just jump off the fucking table and, like, rip her wig off. Like, right. And what bugged me about whenever Dela finally gave her a little speech about why she did what she did, there was, like, no... I wasn't satisfied with the answer. There was like no closure. She didn't. She just kind of walked around the actual reason why she left. It's like it was about the politics. That's why she left. She didn't like having to eliminate her girls. Say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say what you. The reason why you left. Don't walk around the reason you're leaving. I was like, girl, that and that bugged me about Dela this whole season is that she never said what she wanted to say. She never did what she actually wanted to do. She always tried to like walk around things or hide it and kind of like, yeah. You know. Well, and, and I guess it, it's really hard to, you know, when you have the cameras on you and I don't even know how many weeks they had been filming, you know, since then, uh, since, you know, that incident. But I'm sure also, you know, in the back of my mind, these queens are like, okay, you know, like, I'm a working queen. I've already been on Drag Race. So I'm sure she was thinking about, like, I still want to, like, be within my brand and mm-hmm. still be, like, a nice person. I don't want to, like, fuck anyone over or, like, make anyone mad. I'm sure she was trying to balance, like, being open and honest along with all those other things in the back of the, her mind, you know. Because quite honestly, like, you know, you look at, at Bendela and just, like, her, uh, how she comes across as a queen and, like, her style of dragon thing. It's, like, very, like, no drama, no controversy. It's, like, Bendela and, like, this is my art. This is, you know, what I'm into. This is, like, the world that I'm giving. And she's not known for, you know, you don't hear stories about Bendela, you know, mm-hmm. like, causing a ruckus or, like, demanding flipping red M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's not asking for red M&Ms and flipping tables. Mm-hmm. You that know? sounds like you have some insight. Who's asking for red M&Ms? Oh, that was that legendary story about Miss Valentina. Oh, right, I was going to say, I think it was Valentina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, re, re, uh, putting that in her rider. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, you know, like I said, I've worked with a lot of Drag Race girls and in person, face-to-face, in the dressing room, nine times out of ten, they are just just like us. They're wor- they're doing their job. Mm-hmm. And I've not never had a an altercation with a drag race girl or have never thought, wow, what a total rank bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Have you worked yeah. with any on this season? Um, let's see. I've worked with Milk. 
Um, and yes, kids, believe it or not, Milk is a very nice person. <laughs> very, I don't believe it. I don't very, believe it. <laughs> very sweet. Well, you know what? She was sweet to me. And in my world, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, on this season, I, duh, Trixie. I've worked with Trixie. I think we've we've performed a few times together, and then her last one woman show, um, she had a video segment during her show, and I'm in the video. I was cast as one of the queens in her video, so I was part of the video element of her one woman show, her last one woman show, and she's a dream. I really enjoy Trixie. Uh, I, I think Adam Lambert would would disagree with you or think otherwise. Well, you know you what? Know? I got my opinions about Adam <laughs> Lambert, so you know. How did you feel about that moment that Adam Lambert started to like kind of mentor the girls in their rapping? How did, did anything stick out for you in those moments? I'm just, some of I some of his comments were kind of like flippant a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like like he he seemed to be like a, a little bitchy to them. And in my mind, I was I was just thinking, you know. What's the last thing you did, honey? Mm-hmm. Where are you, girl? Yeah. No, he's, no he's for sure. And, race, and that's girl. probably why yeah. he's doing it. You know, he's like, this is, in the same way that you mentioned this season, Todrick seemed much... Uh, a bitchier and yeah, more exactly. like kind of... Well, because they know that people are watching and yeah. Yeah. this is my moment to have a moment within my community and within the show. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can totally see him being that way for that reason. So did do you think uh, Trixie came off kind of, was that a good portrayal of Trixie in what they showed in the in the show from like what you've experienced in real life? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Trixie has this great self-deprecating humor. And sometimes I, I think if you don't know how to take someone who has that kind of, style of humor in their arsenal. Sometimes it could come across kind of dry or being very defensive when you don't see the humor in it. And yeah, you know, like like Trixie's, you know, self-deprecating and she's like in funny and all the time. I remember the first time I worked with her and this was after the show and we were just hanging out, a group of us, and literally she is just like funny all the time. She's just funny. And it's it's like conversationally funny. She knows how to rift on people. Like, you know, you can say something and she's like right there with the, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, at the end of the day, I guess my opinion is that, you know, drag queens, drag kings, anyone who who performs in the world of drag, you know, you're an artist. And artists, you know, at the core of their being, the majority of them are just sensitive people. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine however many weeks you're filming, you're away from home, you're out of your routine, because you know these girls are all working girls, and then you're thrown up, you know, oh, you're, the stresses of being back on the race, mm-hmm. I'm sure kind of come flooding back. So yeah, I'm sure those girls were just like, probably just exhausted, and you know, they're, they see the end of the finish line, and you know, I've been on reality television. It's up to the audience to search it out. Uh, I'm like I will. On, I will say the on. network. I'll say the network, and that's it. It's H. It was on HGTV. Did you say XTube? XTube. <laughs> no, RedTube. You gotta buy it, girl. I'm on RedTube. You plunk. You plunk down that 99 cent rental fee for like a day. Um, no, I was on HGTV, and you know it was only like a three month like filming process, but. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a weird animal, reality TV. Because what were you doing? Because I love HGTV. Just real quick before you, I was on Property Brothers. I'll say that. Ooh. Season four. So have a look on your Netflix because I'm on there. Okay. 
But yeah, because it's, you know, I don't want to get any type of legal trouble here. But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a mix of everything. It's a mix of, quote unquote, entertainment and like with a dash of reality. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. You know, reality a lot of times is, you know, kind of boring. So, you know, you have, to, you have to make it interesting for the viewing audience. And I don't know, for, for me, it, it's kind of easy waters to navigate because I've always felt like, you know, I've always seen reality TV as what it is. It's like, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a show and you take it, you know, as such. You know, same thing like when you hear about a girl, oh, don't work with her. She's kind of, uh, uh, uh. You know, I tend to hold my judgments until I actually meet and work with someone. That's mm-hmm. smart of you. Yeah. Anthony, for someone who doesn't like Trixie, how did you feel about her portrayal on the show? Are you that kidding? Moment? What? What is that? What do you mean I don't like <laughs> Trixie? I fucking love Trixie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you turning the switch on me here? No, I love Trixie. I think with what we're talking about, the whole Adam Lambert moment and all that, Trixie's looking at the people that are there and thinking, crap, it's me. It's Kennedy and I that have the worst track records. So she's in her head. And so I could see her wanting to like want to just take her own notes and her own vision of what she wants for the song. You know, kind of like, okay, this is like where I really need to prove myself because if not, I could be going home because really Trixie and Kennedy have the worst track records. Shangela's done great. It did seem to me like Adam Lambert had been around too many yes men. Like he had yeah, gotten yeah, yeah. too big for his britches and no one's ever spoken to him like that, like a real person. Yeah. So he just got used to everyone just saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, and do win whatever he wants. And that, to me, that's what it felt like whenever I saw that. Because in like you said, for what Trixie was doing, it all felt like she knew what she wanted to do. She knew what she was capable of. And she was like, and I'm going to do it. And she was just using her own sense of humor exactly. to like pr- put that across to him. Mm-hmm. And also that little, that little, that little, I was going to, I don't know what, I don't know what you mean, but I'm just going to say that little bitch beside him. Like he was like, no. Yeah. Do the high one. Right. I'm like, who are you, like, ma'am? Yeah. I was like, um, this whole mentoring thing with them was like, it didn't feel constructive. It just felt like do it my way or the highway. And to me, it would have been like, well, how about let's try this and let's see if you'd be able to do this. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to this. To, it was, for them, it was just like, no, do it this way. Right. And then also, you know, these challenges, you know, a, a lot of this stuff is like, it's not in a lot of these queens' wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Trixie, you know, she has like, he's like, Amazing, like, you know, like little country records and like plays, you know, her whole thing is kind of like this Barbie slash Dolly Parton, you know, type thing. And you give them this material. Like, I would be honest if I was on that show and they were like, okay, we're going to do this song, you know, Kitty Girls and all that. And I'd be like, oh, mama, this is not exactly my tea. I would not perform this song out on the road. I mean, it's not your favorite song top on like your iTunes playlist? Like, what are you talking about? That would be a no. (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah you know you're you're throwing these situations where you're you're asked to be in numbers and give performances where you're like oh this is so not me Mm. and i'm sure that adds another level of like anxiety on top of it and then you have like sour face adam lambert like you know (laughs) no do it my way so i'm sure the whole thing was probably kind of just and you know what we only saw like minutes in there Mm -hmm. who knows how long they were in that recording studio it was probably it was hours mm-hmm. yeah because Absolutely. they they played other other things in the show from what we didn't even catch in those sessions do you, what do you think one of one or the other was already doomed from the beginning for these like kind of rap battles i thought they were both equally pretty awful like <laughs> yeah they were not very good 
But honestly, I thought the eliminated girls did better. Me too. Yeah, I agree. I'm in full agreement with yeah. you. Yeah. That's what that was my why, why I was asking that because I felt like no matter what the girls would have done, the eliminated ones, I don't think they ever would have won because to me they felt fresher, cooler, and it was a better like better lyrics, better dances, everything about it would just seem better. Yeah. But it, it still would have been drama, like super like super big drama. Cause I'm guessing, okay, so if one of the girls from the if the uh eliminated team won, basically they would get to send someone home. And keep them, and I guess what they and it would vote, have thrown off the story, right? <laughs> would it would have been like, okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna figure out who the top is. You're the winner. Well, they would they would have had they would have battled each other for who they're gonna oh, send home. That's right. They would have picked the two top ones. What I would like to, like to have seen is get one top from that way you can get like a, a double lip sync. You get one top from each. They battle for who wins, and then um, no, yeah, what was I thinking about? They battle, and then they have to choose. Who they're gonna send home, and then wait. I had this before. I thought about it. Now it doesn't make any sense in my head. Well, <laughs> if they did it that way, if the eliminated queen was battling someone who's already there, that sort of resolves the whole thing. Like, yeah. So she won. Oh no! So I, she stays. I, they each. You go home. Well, I wish would have liked to each one of them choose their their bot. Oh no! I'm just not. I'm just gonna stop because it doesn't make sense <laughs> in my head anymore. I think I get what you're saying. You would have liked to see a lip sync between the person who got sent home and the person who sent them home. No. But no? Okay. From the two that tops, would have still been gagged, From too. the two tops from yeah. each yeah. team would 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 have, would have, like, legacied. Oh, yeah. You wanted to see eliminated girls lip sync to come back against each other, right? Well, one from each. Yeah, And then yeah. they fight. And then I'm assuming one of them would win. And then... I don't know. See, it doesn't make sense in my head. See, so it makes a lot cleaner storyline just mm-hmm. to have the yeah. the girls yeah. still there, the top mm-hmm. five girls yeah. win. Because yeah, no, the minute she was she was like, uh, you know, congratulations. I was like, Mama, mm-hmm. no, yeah, they did not do that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, yeah, Kennedy better. did that cartwheel into a split, but I mean, come on, Asha, we've like, seen that every episode. <laughs> did, what, did it? To me, it seemed like Kennedy didn't know her lyrics. They were like flashing away from her most of her performance. Did you guys see that, mm-hmm. or was that just me? Was I seeing something? I didn't really notice. I did catch that cartwheel into a split, mm-hmm. though, and I was like, "Come on, Mama!" Yeah, that's uh, your finale, <laughs> right? But uh, no, I definitely think the eliminated girls, like the lyrics, the the choreography, everything was just a little bit better. The lyrics mm-hmm. definitely were a lot better yeah. than mm-hmm. the other performance from the top five girls. Now, I wonder if it's because they had more to fight for. I mean, I guess they equally had things to fight for because someone's going home. But with the Eliminated Queens, it's like they're seeing how they're doing in the room. Yeah. It's because, like I say, the lip syncs are always better during regular seasons because there's something more at stake. Exactly. Than it is like now where it's like, oh, I'm going to win $2,000. And then if I send home the wrong person, social media is going to annihilate me for about well, this three one, months. Well, this yeah. one, there was a lot for them this time, I feel, because it, well, I guess they won, so never mind. Well, I'm just saying, I think they're coming from different places, like different mindsets. Yeah. The Eliminated Queens are coming from a different place than uh, the ones that are already there. Yeah. How did y'all feel about BB winning this one? Because to me, she had like basically crap. It was just like noises. She didn't put any effort into her lyrics. <laughs> oh, my God. Her performance was a uh. And then she ended I, up winning. I, I actually kind of liked it because I, I love that RuPaul's. Say bon, say bon. Were you, <laughs> were you saying that no, all day yesterday? No, I have a joke with one of my friends because he, he is like so like open to like queer culture and just like this is so fascinating to me. And yeah. like there's no like language. It's just like cat. And so I love that she just did that because I'm like, yeah, sometimes we don't even actually say words. We're just like 
Yeah. And then you're just like, was that a sentence? I don't know what that was. I'm so sorry. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Someone put no, you put no effort into this. Like you are, you can go home for someone to just to write down like tongue, like for and not even putting any effort into writing a lyric. Because to me, I don't know about you, you're a singer. How do you feel about writing? Is that hard? Is it easy to me if it's such a cop out? I, I, I mean, I, I can see why BB did what she did. It's, you know, she, for me, she is like, has the most like legendary cameo in any RuPaul song in CoverGirl where she does the, you know, face, face, face. Mm-hmm. I get, no bifucks with BB. <laughs> um, and, and I, I mean, I get why, you know, and I get the whole aesthetic. She wanted to be like this jungle, like, just like, mm-hmm. like, you know, Eartha Kit type thing. But I was like, mama. You can write a little something. Come on, use your imagination. And, you know, I'm sure there's a big difference as well as, like, being able to sit down and, like, write songs and work on a song versus, like, okay, this is, you know, you have hours to do this and complete it. And she was probably like, oh, shit. That okay. Three hours. Yeah, she and she was like, Ricky, ta-ta-ta. She's like, done, <laughs> done, girl. She, like, heard the pencil tapping. What's that sound? Ta-ta-ta-ta. Yeah, let's do that. Right. Well, it's also also... And She's is anyone going to question BB exactly. as well and be like, well, no, girl, she's is that mole, really girl. from your, from your homeland, <laughs> mom? And no one's going to question BB. They'll just be like, yes, girl, Cameroon. Oh, yeah, Cameroon, Cameroon. But it's also, it's smart. It, it's smart. Okay, am, me, am I going to go through I'm this process sick. of trying to, you know, construct an entire song or should I go with this, you know, what's that RuPaul song that I love? Call Me Mother, mm-hmm. where the whole chorus is just noises. Yeah. Uh, you know, or should I go with this angle that's going to be funny, entertaining? It's writes itself, really. And if, as someone who's also worked in music, if I'm working on it too long, it's not a song. Yeah. Unless it, if it comes out like word vomit and it's just working and it's playing and it's coming out, then I know that I'm onto something. And so right. in that case, maybe she was like, hey, this is working. This is working. I have a cheetah outfit. This is a Spice Girls challenge. <laughs> done. You know, done. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so it, still delivered. And it was, it was on brand. Mm-hmm. It was like really kind of cunty. And... It did stand out. We're talking about her performance mm-hmm. more than any other. So, but did you know. it stand out for the right reasons, though? Well, like... you know, hey, good or bad press. It's yeah, press. It's <laughs> <a> press. <laughs> and Miss Emma Button herself, you know, Miss uh, Baby Spice herself, yeah. sealed and approved. They so. all loved it. I was like, what are y'all, what are y'all listening to right now? Mm-hmm. I was just I think it was confused. smart to do the Scary Spice wig, too. It yeah. was just a, It was very referential yeah. to... Scary Spice I, and the idea that it was... I thought Trixie's lyrics were, duh, really smart. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. I don't know math. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the little pie symbol on her mm-hmm. jumper. And it was, yeah, it was like... I thought it was successful where she took this idea that she had about being like, you know, like... like I guess she was like a geeky math mm-hmm. person or whatever. And then marrying it with kind of like a Baby Spice type look. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really smart. Um who were y'all's favorites out of both teams? I mean, I, I Aja. Yeah, I liked yeah. her lyrics were to me were the best. But I also liked how Trixie had a character, but Ben had a character. To me, that character yeah. was the best because it got gave me this like craft vibe and like, you know, the witches movie. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was here for it. I was living it because it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I just love that bitchy witch off that movie. I don't know her yeah. name off the top of my Feruza head. Feruza Balk. Yeah. Is that actress, her name? Yeah. yeah. And I was just waiting for her to just slide on her toes across yeah, the right. stage. And I was just like, and and seeing her being so conflicted in, early in the show and just be, struggling to like get her lyrics and the way she was going to like 
perform it, seeing her at the end of that and just knock it, like, it was amazing. I was like, I was not expecting her to just nail the challenge, and she surprised me, and I was like, this is why I respect her in the show. I don't really care for Ben, um, like, as a drag queen, but, yeah. like, I respect her as a competitor on this show, and I, it, it just made me so sad to see her go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she definitely rose to all of the challenges. That's for sure. And even if she during the episode suffered any self-doubt, she always, you know, just turned it out for the mm-hmm. for the, you know, for the runway and for the, you know. Yeah. And also very smart, another one that's very intelligent. She was feeling angsty and yeah. you know, in that mood was like, fuck it, these are the words that are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. She channeled yeah, it. Yeah. I, I honestly I I was surprised she won, if I'm being honest. I thought it was gonna be Trixie and BB. Really? Because I thought Trixie's lyrics were very clever and she was going to get a lot of points for the play on words when it came to math. It just seemed there was more there, um, for me at least. Even, yeah. But I'm the biggest Ben fan, you know? Yeah. Ben, ben and Trixie are one of my two yeah. like top picks. I thought it'd be the... Ben and Trixie. Oh, really? Would be the, mm-hmm. the top two. I did not expect BB to get thrown in there. Yeah, me either. Just the way they showed the judges' reactions, though, I yeah. was like, oh, it's going to be BB just because... But if you're, ba- if you're basing it out of like, too, so. yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. If you're basing it on reactions, though, I feel like Rue had the most like most excited reaction to Aja, and so he was like, "Oh my god!" And then I was just like, "Well, then why didn't? What's going on?" Well, because Milk didn't do very. I don't think Milk did Milk well. Milk did all right. I mean, so it's also Aja was the standout, obviously, but the rest of the team wasn't. Like I honestly couldn't tell you what half of them did if I'm being. You know, my least favorite out of the eliminated queens had to. Was Morgan. Morgan. I did not yeah, like same. her like music aspect of it. I didn't like, I didn't like that. The her like little section of the song. I thought Milk pulled it out of her ass. You know, the you know I don't know what she did to kind of you know get that get there. But I thought the look was like weird and funny, and the her section of the song was cute. Yeah, Morgan was my least favorite. Aja, duh, like. Was it just me, no. or did you guys feel like looking at your phone every time Milk popped on on the screen? I was like, oh, this isn't about you. Like, th- <laughs> I feel like this episode could have been without Milk, and you would have saved that extra five minutes and could have given it to someone else. I, I just feel like every time she spoke, I even felt it like in the in the room. Like, no one really cared to hear from Milk at this point in the yeah. competition anymore. Well, she's def- Milk has, you know, who knows who to put the blame on. Like I said, my experiences with Milk have been very lovely. Um... It, she's now, you know, in the grand hall of drag race as like one of the villains, right? You know, we got Fifi, we got a, <laughs> you know, I'm, and there's there's a few other girls, but yeah. Fifi gives good TV though. She ain't got nothing on Milk. Oh, yeah. Milk ain't got nothing on Fifi. There you go. Yeah, it'll always be Fifi. Uh, Fifi is number one. Always. Yeah, I'm, she's, she's one where if it's on, I'm like, <laughs> look at the look at the phone. I'm like, mm. I'm gonna sing this one a cappella. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, that just. Uh, so was that the whole me. episode? I don't know. If we did we talk about everything on the episode? What were some things that happened? Um. I, well, we we saw you know the girls came back, and then, uh, you know, then they had their altercations, which mm-hmm. that was like, oh. Uh, you know, so nerve wracking. It's uh, you know, I I don't like confrontation myself. Uh, it'll happen if it has to happen. So I can identify with someone like Ben. That's like, I just don't want this. That's, that's crazy because your your looks will make me think otherwise. Well, you know what? If, if, if Mama has to put her foot down, she will. Um, but yeah, uh, so that you know, they had their altercations, and then that all got kind of 
they started doing their makeup and Ben was still like, you know, like in her feelings and then just approached Morgan, which I thought that was that was smart. You know, just like just get rid of the drama, just like confront it. And it all worked out, yeah. you know? And then Ben pulled it together. Um uh, Yeah, this was a lot of there's like a lot of anxiety filled moments in this one you know between mm-hmm. the altercations and then just the vibe in the recording studio it was just like damn okay well it's also great because while we had some last season we've always discussed that that's sort of been missing since like season seven maybe like the past few seasons and i think a lot of it is because of social media these queens yeah. come in and they're scared to be the villain because Fifi really, like, like, I heard she was like, I mean, she still gets, I'm sure, a lot of shit on social media. I'm but sure. But I heard she yeah. had trouble, like, booking after that. I heard Roxy Andrews had, like, a few trouble, like, booking because people didn't know what they were going to be like. No, it's stage. true. Yeah. yeah. And so you, they came very self-produced once the show really blew up after Bianca. Yeah. Um, after that, that's when we got, like, the Trixie Pearl season, which was, like, mm, wasn't a lot of drama going on. Yeah. Uh, the season after that with Bob, there wasn't much drama there yeah, either. Yeah. So it was. It's nice to see them get catty again. Yeah. And so this whole episode was just like, oh, like an itch that needed to be scratched. But then it was also <laughs> overwhelming because it was so much. Does well, Morgan get booked a lot? Because like for every racing like reputation, like she has a, like a really bad one. To be honey, from what I understand, Morgan works like seven days a week mm-hmm. every week. Like mm-hmm. from what the is that a, just her bar or does she like, like get locally. books like anywhere no, else? Uh, I'm not sure as far as like traveling, but I know in, in LA where she lives, you know, in California, she works all the time. Are you guys excited to see her um, this coming up episode and see, do you think she'll like take it? What, what do you think is going to happen with her? I've seen her like videos <laughs> of her performing and she can definitely like perform. Her lip sync is really good. Uh, but it's one of those things where when they would bring back another queen, like she's not going to be in the top three. I just think that put a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, you know, Morgan, she has solid looks. She's a solid performer. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't, you know, she doesn't lift my skirt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, she, yeah she, she's not, she's not, I would like I said, I would have loved if Aja mm-hmm. could have came back. Um, I performed with Aja and Sasha about a year before they were on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Austin International Drag Festival yeah. here in town. And Horachata, who's an amazing drag queen from uh, Brooklyn, uh, originally from San Antonio, she throws a party called Razor 5000. And it's a mixture of, she picks three or four Austin queens. And I'm lucky enough to have performed in all the ones she's brought here along with girls from New York and she brought Sasha and Aja at the last one and Aja does not stop once she hits that stage it is you are hers until that song is over Mm -hmm. she is it's high kicks and death drops and splits and that lip sync is on point Mm -hmm. and that look is on point I love all the Vogue stuff she does oh yeah in there just that's oh, what was really strange for me whenever BB said that I was trying to encourage you and uplift you before you left. I was like, Aja doesn't fucking need that. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably to me, like, like yeah, she's probably like Morgan. Like, that bitch is always trying to work and, like, be better and just, yeah. like, she doesn't need your encouragement. Like, yeah. let her talk and she doesn't need you to say, oh, but I, but you're the best. You're doing so good. Like, shut up. Look how yeah. well you did, mama. Yeah. <laughs> I She's was, like, I know I'm doing good, yeah. sis. Yeah, after this episode, to me, I was just like, I was just done with BB. I'm just like, okay, you can go now. Like, I don't think you bring anything to this show anymore. I'm just like, sorry. 
Yeah, I mean, I I understand the the thought process of like, oh, I want to bring some of these queens back from you know earlier seasons that didn't have the boon of like the real boon of like social media following that these girls now have, and it's like you know let's bring them in front of fresh eyes because um, every year the 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 audience for Drag Race for drag gets bigger and it's just younger. Like, I have really young fans, and it's it always kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, I feel very, you know, lucky because, quite honestly, that is like, that is becoming, which is really weird, this, you know, this art form that was, you know, this queer art form that was so underground and, like, in the nighttime and, like, for our community. And you have these, like, 13-year-old, you know, white girls, like, here, you know, mm-hmm. here's Cheryl, and she just like <laughs> loves you. You're her favorite queen on the show, and it's. Could like, you imagine her like showing up Elysium? Like, oh my god! Well, well, th- thankfully, all all of my shows are 18 slash 21 up. But no, I my my bingo as well as my drag race viewings are all ages, mm-hmm. and so I get to see those fans there, and it's just you 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 don't realize who sees your work, mm-hmm. and it's it's always interesting to see kind of like the whole range of your fan base, you know? Yeah, I would say within the eight years I've been here, I've seen the drag community, like, exponentially boom. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when I was first year, if I recall, remember, it was more of, like, a Sunday night thing and, yeah. like, a Wednesday night thing, and that was kind of about it. All the other nights, it kind of just, you know, your drag queens went out and drag, of course, to socialize. and Yeah. But it was more of, like, and now you're, like, you can go somewhere on a Monday night and see a drag queen or Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and I think that's so awesome. Yeah, you can see drag pretty much every night of the week if you if you wanted to. Uh, and I remember when I first moved here, which was a little over six years ago, you know, they had, you know, OCH Rain, and then you had The Basement mm-hmm. and such. And then Castro... What's The Basement? It's now a defunct venue, but mm-hmm. it was... They had drag shows there. Um, and then Castro's came along. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I definitely don't mind giving rest like, in peace. Rest yeah, in peace. rest oh in peace. My and, God. and between that venue and Elysium, where my first start in drag, my very first performance was with uh, a, I was a guest with the drag troupe Poo Poo Platter, mm-hmm. and their home bar is Elysium on Red River, and that was my very first performance. And at that time, a lot of the more kind of and you know, I kind of want to backtrack a little and give like props where props are due. But <laughs> before Poo Poo Platter came, and more specifically before the mother of Poo Poo Platter, Bulimia and Rhapsody, moved to Austin from Portland, where she had a was part of a very popular drag troupe called Sissy Boy, and they mm-hmm. toured all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more pageant drag, oh, and okay. and then when Poo Poo Platter came and came in, like they opened like burst open the doors in Austin for alternative drag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a cast, you know, I'm a troop member of Poo Poo Platter now, but, I mean, if I think of all the queens and all the shows that just were birthed from Poo Poo Platter bursting on the scene, and it just really showed, you know, these girls look like, here's all the different colors of drag, and so now it's like we're at a really great place for drag in Austin where – you like pageant, honey? There it is. You got that. You want to see something else? They got that too, you mm-hmm. know? I do everything from drag race viewing and like a bingo all the way up to I have a 
twice a month drag horror show called Die Felicia. So it's like, mm. it's anything and everything. And again, one of the things I love about Austin Drag is we are a very community-based group of queens that work here. It's like a lot of us hang out outside of drag where, you know, I... My partner is Bulimian Rhapsody. We've been together over five years. Oh, the I didn't mother, know that. That's so yeah, cute. Yeah, the mother of Poo Poo Platter. She's the one who gave me my start. I had never been to a drag show or seen a, or anything before we met. Oh, wow. And then we met like February 2013, and I did my first drag performance in October of 2013 and literally have not taken a month off of drag mm-hmm. since then. That's awesome. um, She's a bearded queen, by the way, if anyone yeah. doesn't know her. Yeah, yeah, Bulimian Rhapsody's a bearded queen, but... And you know, and we have great performers like there's there's Cupcake. I love who, Brady, by the way. I went to college, yes. I went to college with Brady. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, so I love me some Brady. I, I Cupcake. Yeah, I love I love Brady <laughs> slash <peppermint>. Cupcake <laughs> so much. Um and and she is just an amazing performer and she throws great shows and and then there's also Zane Zena, who I do die Felicia She's with. Good. She's amazing too. And it's like we all Cupcake and and I live in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Zane lives like down the road from us, <laughs> and we all actively hang out, and we are all each other's best friends. But that that is one thing I will say: we do try to look out for one another, and it's a closer knit group of girls as opposed to somewhere like, let's say, L.A. or New York, where there are so many performers, and like you are hustling to like make life happen, mm-hmm. and so. There are pockets of that kind of like that close knitness, but it's not as easy to kind of maintain like somewhere here in Austin. Who's a queen and from Austin that you should keep your eyes on right now? Well, I, I'm very opinionated about local drag, so this is perfect. <laughs> um, well, duh. Besides, like the troupe that I belong to, like Poo-Poo me, platter. Ma, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I would really, really love to like extend an invitation to anyone who has not attended uh, a poo-poo platter event. Namely, we do Hell Yes, which is a monthly tribute to a different artist. And Mm -hmm. we've done everyone from Annie Lennox, uh, Dolly Parton. We did David Bowie. We've done Susie and the Banshees, Bjork. We did... uh, Did y'all do Hall & Oates once? We did Hall & Oates versus Journey. That's what it was, yeah. Like, we have done... like. It is such the gamut. We our next hell yes is n- this week on the 9th. So March 9th and we are going to be paying tribute to the artist who we did our very first hell yes on and that's Susie and the Banshees. Mm-hmm. And we have a Susie and the Banshees cover band from New Orleans. I believe they're from New Orleans. I don't want to be wrong, but I think so. Uh coming in and doing a live set right before the show. Oh, nice. And and then you know, Zane and I have Die Felicia once a month at Elysium and once a month at the uh, Barrel of Fun inside the Alamo Mueller. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone involved in those groups, like, come out, see some really interesting drag. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then also, like, there's this batch of girls that have, like, been performing, like, I'd say, like, three or year- years or less. And those girls that I really love are Ruby Knight, is amazing. Uh, hentai is amazing. I have my. I have twelve kids. I have twelve drag kids. So mm. some of my kids are in God. that group. How loose is mm. your pussy? Shit. Oh, honey, it's <laughs> tight as fuck. I, they, I get those delivered by the start. Um, uh, my uh, especially uh, 
my daughter's uh, Chick Fil A show, Sticky Gold, Sylvia Hatchet Purchase. Oh my purchase. god, Sticky Gold! It's my first time I saw her perform yesterday. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, she's my daughter. Uh, so I have like a good group of talented kids. But so yeah, Ruby Knight, Hentai, any of those girls in that show at in the Violent Femme show are amazing to watch. Uh, uh, there was Noodles and Mars. Tatiana Cholula is amazing. Uh, seems like every year, like that, we always have like a new like handful of girls that pop up, and it's interesting to see how they. You know, some definitely trust me. There is a lot of faces that no longer in the drag world that were there when I started. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I just really implore people like as much you know, and I'm one of these people where. All forms of drag, all forms of expression, you know, in in our, you know, underneath the umbrella of drag are valid. Mm. Um, and yeah, go to Fourth Street, go to OCH, go to Rain, see those performers. They do what they do, and they love it, and they're good at what they do. But do explore. There is more than just that one block mm-hmm. for drag here. It is spread all throughout the city. And you can see any and all types of drag. There's a great drag king troupe called Boys of Austin that are so amazing. And they travel all over the world. Oh, nice. Like, and perform. Um, I've seen a couple of them at um, Elysium perform at one of the couple of shows there. Yeah, yeah. We definitely try to, like, intermingle and mix, you know, whenever we do our bookings and, like, expose them to people that come to our shows. And, And that's the other thing, too, that I love about Austin is, like, it's always very much, like, you know, like, hey, mama, do you have a spot for me on your, you know, yeah, come on. You know, I'd like to have you perform, for, you know, for my audience. Um, Kelly Klein has definitely, you know, invited me to perform at OCH, and I'm always grateful for that. Sable Cities at uh, Rain uh, has definitely invited me to come and perform, and I'm always appreciative of that. And I'm appreciative of being able to show my drag to those, to that audience, you know, and we've definitely had them on our show. We had Rachel Michaels at our Kylie Minogue Hell Yes, and she turned the party. <laughs> um, but that's how Austin Drag is. You know, it, we know that, quite honestly, we have enough, like, issues and battles to face from just the outside world. So we try to be mindful of, like, a community. But, yeah, Poo Poo Platter is, like, I know I can't talk highly enough about the the troupe that I belong to. I, I think we do very interesting drag. And also, like we've performed all over the U.S. We've traveled as a troupe and singularly. Um, I've been very lucky. I've, you know, I'm not going to go, here's my CV. <laughs> but, you know, everywhere from, you know, Portland, all over California, all out throughout Texas, New York, New Orleans, you know, we've got to perform you know, these amazing places, you know, on the strength of the work we do here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would love to see, you know, people's faces who I've not seen at one of our shows, you know, come up, say hi. I'm very approachable. I have merchandise. <laughs> I have Venmo. Um, for people who want to get into drag, like for me, like I don't want to like have it a career, but I yeah. would like to do it every once in a while. Is there any place for like an amateur just to like pop in every once in a while? I will say there is one coming. There is one yes. in the works where it will be. So Bulimian Rhapsody, like I said, who's the mother of Poo Poo Platter, used to have an open mic night, drag night, at a, a bar called Badlands. And Badlands has since closed, like venues tend to do. Mm-hmm. But um, keep your keep your eyes and ears peeled. Something is in the works where there will be a return to, for a night where 
you don't want to do it as a career. You may not even want to do it as a hobby, but it may be just something you want to do. And you have like this sickening idea for a number. There will be a venue for that oh, soon. Oh, I can't it's to wait. Scratch. Yeah, yeah, yes. you scratch. Because yeah. trust me, honey, a lot of times I have people come, I want you to be my drag mom. I want to do drag. I want to start drag. And I'm like, okay, you do? Yeah. And, and honey, <laughs> once, once they get a taste of uh, being all night in a pair of heels and having 301s glued to your face. They're oh like, God, I don't think girl. I want to do yeah, this. Like three, th- right. three pairs of 301s. I just want to mention, because speaking of All Night in Heels, I went out for the first time for Geeks on Fleek, and that to me is probably like one of my favorite shows where you come out and they do um, like cosplay drag. Yes. And yeah, that's, I also wanted to mention that. Honey St. Clair um, is the creator and host of Geeks on Fleek. Again, like we have so much like, even like niche drag as mm-hmm. well. Like if you're into anime or any type of cosplay, that is an amazing show. Honey has assembled an amazing cast of performers. Uh, my uh, Die Felicia co-star Zane Zena is a cast member there. But these girls turn out some of the most. They did a Studio Ghibli oh, one, God. and it was sickening. But yeah, Geeks on Fleek is the tea. Give yeah. us some locations, because yeah. I mainly sticked to like Rain and Oceation. Yeah. I just felt the drag wasn't really that great here in Austin. But once I started to experience more locations, I was like, yeah. oh my God, there's a whole world of drag here in Austin mm-hmm. that I never realized. And I start my um, the way I start to see drag in Austin was a lot better than just sticking to just like Oceation Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I can definitely give you like the, the, the key points to kind of like jump off of and explore. But okay, so at Elysium, uh, there are, and that's 705 Red River. I only know the address by heart oh. because I punch it so many times into my rideshare <laughs> app. Um, you can see all of the Poo Poo Platter sh- shows there. Um, we do one-offs here and there, but it's mostly at Elysium, and that's where we do Hell Yes, which is our monthly tribute. Die Felicia is there. Um, there are also The Boys of Austin are located. Uh, their shows are based out of Elysium. And then Geeks on Fleek. Uh, and then a lot of us do work with the movie theater uh, chain Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, Cupcake Zane and I are part of the cast for Brunch with the Boys at Alamo Ritz. Which congratulations on it. I see. I see the post every every like month, and I get super excited. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad well, it's still going, and it's like it's you know. Well, I I will say so. We're taking March off due to South by South by always puts a mm-hmm. crimp in everyone's kind of show scheduling, but. I will be, we will have two in April, and I will be part of both. April 1st, which will be First Wives Club, and that will be Colleen DeForest, Senator Colleen DeForest, (laughs) uh, one of my daughters, Mascara Rivers, and myself. Mm -hmm. And then April 29th, which I think is the last Sunday of April. Um, I'm so excited about this, but the Alamos obtained a 35 millimeter print of Female Trouble. And Zane and I will be doing divine numbers. So again, kids out there who don't know who John Waters or Female Trouble or Divine are, get get your mind right and learn some <laughs> some drag history yeah. and go see it. And yeah, Zane and I are huge divine fans, so we're very excited about that one. So yeah, so we do that with Alamo Ritz. Uh, Zane and I uh, do Die Felicia at the Alamo Mueller inside Barrel of Fun. Mm-hmm. That's always free. Uh, and we show a film, do performances, really cute. Carousel Lounge, which is off of Cameron, they have a really great show called Poppy's Toy Box, and that's hosted by Poppy Churro, who is a member of Boys of Austin, 
and my daughter Chick Felatio. <laughs> and uh, that is a super cute show as well. But those are like I definitely say start out with those. And and I do know that Ruby and Hentai will be doing more events as well. So keep your eyes out for all the things that they do. And yeah, I think uh, they said they're gonna do one in Cheer Up Charlie's or something like that, right? Yeah, cute. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're they're definitely planning more events. And May eighteenth. I have a really big, uh, I do an annual drag competition called Butch Queen. Mm-hmm. And it's anyone, however you identify, you are welcome uh, to compete. Uh, the I will say, though, it is we have all the all the competitors now, so it's closed. Mm. But um, uh, it's a yearly huge blowout, and it's established drag queens. Doesn't, um, doesn't the chick from San Francisco do a Butch Queen one, a Butch Queen one as well? Uh, are, is it like related the show no they're not related are you talking about Grace uh, yes Towers yes I don't know when she started hers this is my fifth one okay so I don't know who did it first mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's a very common term yeah. so you know Butch Queen yes but come on Butch Queen <laughs> but uh, it, it, start, it started off as like the I, original idea was like you know like these burly bearded men and we would pair them with an established drag queen and like watch them turn it out and you know, through my own personal politics and my own beliefs, I've opened up the show to where anyone can, like, sign up to compete. So we have 10 competitors. They're paired with 10 established drag queens here in town. And we have a panel of judges. Uh, and basically, they come out, and I have, like, a little bio that we make up on each uh competitor and they turn it out for for cash money honey for a $500 prize and it's going to be at Cheer Up Charlie's in May 18th. We've got some amazing sponsors, everyone from like the infamous makeup sponge that every drag queen and everyone who uses makeup wears. Beauty Blender mm-hmm. is one of our sponsors and we're we're getting a few more sponsors on board, but yes. it is a blowout. Last year it was held at Mohawk which is a legendary music venue. And our show, not only being the very first drag show ever to have taken place on the main stage at Mohawk, we hold the record for their largest walk-up line. So that's people who walk up to the box office to buy a ticket. So over 500 people were in the walk-up line for Butch Queen last year. And it was an extravaganza. Mm -hmm. And so this year we're bringing it back to its home Cheer Up Charlie's, where I started the show, mm-hmm. and it's going to be amazing. Uh, it was supposed to have been May th- uh, March 3rd, but we had a rain out, so Cheer Ups were very uh, gracious in working with us, and so we have the new date of May 18th. So extra time to rehearse. Extra yes. time to so rehearse, it's going to be extra sickening. It man. better be, because yeah. <laughs> trust me, I am a tough judge. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, guest, oh, judge, guest judge right here. Guest <laughs> right? judge, if you ever yes. need someone to fill in, girl. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hey, so oh where can God. these people, yeah. right? That'd be fun, right? Yeah, we're, we could podcast it or something we can like live like chat live about what's going on oh my god like, so cute we could do like a podcast like the next day yeah yeah that'd be amazing Ooh. oh we should okay a little yeah. a little mini bonus we'll while we wait for like the seasons to go on yeah we'll exactly discuss, yeah. hey where can we get your info for all this information where can we go to find your web what's your website okay your so you can definitely go to louisianapurchase.com um i have merch i have like gallery of photos of like Great photo shoots I've done with local photographers as well as photographers, you know, like in L.A. and New York. Um, my schedule is on there. My calendar is on there, which it needs to be updated, which I will do tonight. Uh, but, yeah, so any info you need on me is there. Also, like probably my most active. 
active social media account is my Instagram, and that's just at Louisiana Purchase. And I will tell everyone, it is spelled L-O-U-I-S-I-A-N-N-2-N-S-A, Purchase. Uh, And every time I have a show, I post flyers. I post clips from performances. I'm very, very active on there. And then Facebook as well. Just look up Louisiana Purchase. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's you, right? The one of like the old Madonna picture on Congress. Oh, honey. So that was promo that we shot. Right, that's you though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. me. Oh, it, it's so sickening. Wait, what are you talking oh, about? Oh my God. So there's like a legendary Madonna from the sex book, right? Yeah, it's from the sex book where she's nude, hitchhiking with a cigarette in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So me and a photographer went to South Congress and I dropped a robe and had that thumb out. We recreated the photo for Butch Queen for a Butch Queen poster. And uh, whenever you come to Butch Queen on May 18th, we will be selling those as posters and I'll be there to sign <laughs> yeah. them because, because my Instagram broke when I posted that photo. <laughs> it is so, you it, need to check it. I mean, I look it that, it's so sickening. There are nearly a hundred comments it is so on, on the photo, which I was like, oh my God. But mm. But yeah, Butch Queen is a, a great event I do once a year and throughout the year uh, sprinkled with other like little one-off shows. And then I travel a lot, which you'll, if you're listening to this and you're not in Austin, uh, my calendar has all of my out of out of uh, state gigs as well. So mm-hmm. I'll be at DragCon this May in LA and I'll be oh, performing cool. as part of Bushwig LA. Oh, nice. Yeah, me and Zane will both be in that show. So oh. I'm very excited. Yeah. Congratulations on all your yeah. success. Oh my God, that's... Woo! I mean, from 2013 to being named, what, three years later, the best drag queen in Austin? It's voted, very surreal, you know, yeah. And the Chronicle, if you're not familiar with it, this is voted by the people of Austin. Yeah. Like, well, you have to go out and vote How many people online. did you pay, girl? Well, <laughs> as I still live in a very tiny apartment, not many. <laughs> but, I mean, and the two years running. Yeah, I'm very, you know what? Um, No one is more surprised than me. I went into this with no knowledge of drag, no history of drag, very naively. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. And now it's become my full-time job and Mm -hmm. what I am most passionate in life about. And for me to be able to do this full-time and to receive the love and support that I've received from the people of Austin as well as outside Austin, all over the world, it is no one is more shocked, uh, taken aback, and just so humbled that I am. Like I, anyone who comes to a show, anyone with a nice word to say, any, thank you. Like I mean, I couldn't <laughs> do this with honestly. A, what is a drag queen without an audience? Mm-hmm. A poor drag queen. Uh, <laughs> but it's like I. You know, the people keep me going. The the fans keep me going. And, you know, they, they love what they, I do. And as long as they love it, I'll keep doing it. And I'll keep trying to bring, like, really interesting, fun events and drag into people's lives. And I'm just a firm believer in the beauty of the art of drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I see big things. I think that's a good big good things. place to end the show, don't you think? Yes. And we hope to have this more often. We would love to just... Yeah, yeah thank you so much for things. having me. This has been a yeah. lot of fun. Trust uh, What drag queen doesn't like to talk? Yeah. <laughs> and especially about drag. So, yeah, yeah. this is so much fun. I think it, it goes hand in hand. If you're going to be a drag race supporter, you also need to go out and support your community. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I am... Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
one of my pet peeves or like you can tell who they are they saunter up to you at the club and you're like oh my god you remind me and I get this all the time it's either you remind me of Sharon Needles or you remind me of Violet Chachki <laughs> and it's like while those girls are amazing it's like get out and support your local drag because mm-hmm. you might find your own personal like Sharon Needles or Violet Chachki you know mm-hmm. in those girls we have such a varied and colorful and beautiful tapestry of drag artists here in this city. And I am, like I said, firm, firm believer. And I also say this at shows as well. My little tagline I like to say is, remember, people, local girls become drag race girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes not very successful ones, but right? they have <laughs> and, and trust me, I would be one of those queens that if I wasn't treated well in my city and I got on drag race, I would not forget. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. Do you have any final thoughts? Right? Like, uh, what, or or Las Vegas, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pheromone. Pheromone, yes. So, any final thoughts on the show or just in general before we head out, guys? Um, Uh, I'm excited to see what these next two weeks are going to bring, right? mm -hmm. Two weeks? We have two more episodes? Yeah, two more episodes. I. I'm always curious how they wrap everything up, how they put it like into like the little package, beautiful package at the end. So yeah, no, I'm I'm interested to see who the top three are. I'm interested to see if they're the top three who I think mm-hmm. they're gonna be. Yeah. Um, which I'll kind of like go on record. I yeah, let's say you can't yeah. not go on yeah. record. I after think that. the top three <laughs> are going to be Trixie, Shangela, and Morgan McMichaels. <gasps> Oh, you put Morgan in there. Yeah, okay. I think she's that's that's who I think the top three are. And if I and if I'm right, every listener owes me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, all my whole wig got snatched. So I know I was sad when this happened. I have to evaluate the whole thing. Yeah, but I would say, um, you know, I think I kind of want to agree. I think Kennedy doesn't. She's already been on the bottom too much. I can see if Morgan turns it out the next episode. I think Kennedy's on the chopping block for sure. I, I think the same. Yeah. I'll keep Kennedy in top three. You oh, you love Kennedy though. I don't love you her. Like the, I respect like uh, how a person can just Yeah, keeps it real. Like yeah, I'm living for her for TV, her TV moments on this episode. But there's something about a hard worker and someone who like does not give up and goes out of her way to do her best, you know. And I love that person. Yeah. And that for me that's Kennedy. Like she is not giving up and she's not going without a fight. And so my tops would be Trixie. And then there is Kennedy, and then there is what's her face, Shangela. Shangela. Those are my top three. Yeah, yeah pretty close. Yeah. Well, I think we're all in agreement that Shangela and Trixie will be in the top. They'd yeah. probably come down to the two of them lip syncing for the crown. Oh no, they all lip sync together. Then one is crowned, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I don't like. No. Like yeah. I There's can't. Three people on stage. Yeah, it's hard to focus. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Right. Oh, if you want to want to hit up uh, Louis, I was gonna say. I don't know what the fuck is going to say. We're going to purchase. Uh, you can hit her up at her, her website, which she just gave us, or you can contact us at the rundown of RuPaul's Drag Race at gmail.com. And we will send you all of her links. Yeah. yeah. They'll be in the notes. Yeah, yeah they'll absolutely. be in the notes too. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.